Hi, welcome to the podcast AI and You, Translating Artificial Intelligence into Business by Sharad Gandhi and Christian Neel. All these podcasts you can find on our website. In addition, you can find our books, some workshop materials and presentations we do at www.ai-u.org. Welcome to today's podcast. Hello, welcome to today's podcast. Today we have a special edition, so we will not focus just on one topic, but um, we have gone through a lot of presentations um, for completely different audiences, and there are some questions which always pop up, especially when you talk to a business audience. So we want to share some of those questions that we often get, and some of the insights we have in the, generated from the discussions that result from that um, with the business audience. So, Shrat, do you want to introduce the first question? What do you get asked most when you do a presentation right. on artificial intelligence? So, basically, the business people who have already understood, uh, call it the basics of AI, and they know that it's important, uh, the first thing they obviously want to know is uh, what are the benefits that they will get uh, in deploying AI? And you know the benefits can be short term and long term. I think there are people who probably understand much better what the long term benefits uh, are, and uh, I think the short term benefits are probably more difficult for them to understand because they they are strongly linked to the current problems they are facing. Right. So the short term benefits and the long term benefits, but benefits is what. Yep. business uh, people are really focused on. So here's how I usually answer that uh, question mm -hmm. because I think it's and, and, and you know that it is a, such an important question that usually it's, it's not just a single um, word, a single line answer but um, I think it's, it's quite easy to answer that question because I think in the short term um, there are two cases. One case is you have a lot of data Right? So you have a lot of customer data, you have you know, unstructured data like voice or uh, pictures, and you can deploy narrow artificial intelligence to make sense of it and to take decisions based upon it. And this is something you couldn't do before AI because it was too complex to develop those algorithms. Now with AI black boxes being quite popular, if you have that data, you know, in the short term, I think you can take decisions based on that data. And what I've seen mostly that results in cost savings, right? So mm -hmm. you know you can you know you can take the right decisions, so you avoid the cost. You can understand you know unstructured data like you know voice data, so you need less people which listen to it and to interpret it, right? So usually in the short term, if you have the data, you can deploy AI solutions in cost saving areas. And those areas are very broad because it just, you know, it depends on your business, you know, it could be in horizontal functions like HR, customer service, but it could also be in vertical industry functions like the self-driving car thing. So, you know, in the short term, meaning within six months, you can actually reap those benefits and they can be significant, right? They can be, you know, depending on the case, they can be significant. So essentially what you're saying is uh, short term, uh, you basically leverage your assets, your data yes. assets, which you already have, to do something which uh, results in uh, cost savings. Yes. So basically, if you have lots of images or data uh, where there is a pattern which is recognizable and you can make decisions based on that, then you can derive the additional benefit of, uh, of converting that data into 
uh, automated decision making. Yeah. So that's that's right. So and what about the long term? So usually the long term comes into play in the same areas um, if you don't have the data, right? Because you need to start to collect the data and source the data first. And that usually takes some time, right? It can take six months, 12 months. Sometimes it takes years to, to uh, acquire data or source the data externally, right? So again, the same areas applies, but you know, you have to take a longer term view because if you don't have the data and the data doesn't have the right quality and you know, or is too biased or not complete, then you might not be able to derive the correct decisions from it. So your job in the long term is then to collect the data. However, in the long run, you also have additional capabilities, right? Because we live in a world where more, where the data becomes more and more available. So actually it grows exponentially, right? So, you know, all the devices that we have, you know, the new products we buy, they generate data, right? And you can more easily buy data from external people. So this allows you to look at a bigger picture, right? So in a world where data flows freely and it's extremely valuable, you can think, rethink what is the value of your company based on that. So the example that, you know, we've quoted in the past, if you're an automobile company, and you know the, the the mobility data flows very freely. Will you still be making the automobile, or will you provide more mobility services or um, an intelligent uh, logistics network? Or so you, you you get more opportunity as data comes out, and this could have an extremely big impact on your business. In fact, it could even change your business in the long run. And. So taking the long-term view is more strategic, I find, right? right? Because it's not just about cost saving, but it gives you new opportunities to, you know, rethink your business models. Right. So the way I, I sort of would, uh, you know, characterize it is the short term, you leverage the data you have and you can get some uh, cost savings out of, out of that. And long term is more strategic. You can think of uh, maybe new areas in which you want to use automated decision making, that's what AI is all about, uh, and uh, sort of plan maybe a totally new value which you can provide to your customers. So I would say the short term is probably a lot more about uh, cost savings and the long term is about expanding your business or, or, or developing something unique and new which is only possible through the use of AI. Right, and, it, and both require a different approach. You know, one is right. very pragmatic in the short term, is really to work on the data with your black box, right, and to tune it to make the right decisions. And the long term is much more strategic, you know, to rethink the value that you can provide in your organization in the market for the customers in the long run. Yeah, but all this obviously requires investments. Yes. Because this is one of the things I found that uh, a lot of people who understand that yes, I can have a lot of benefits out of AI, uh, they are still holding back mm -hmm. on making investments which are needed for AI. And investments are of uh, multiple types. I mean, people, you know, you need people with the right skills. Maybe these are new skills they never had. And of course, there is funding needed. You know, money has to go in to do the development of new AI. And also, in many cases, new relationships and partnerships uh, need to be formed in order to make, uh, you know, make your AI work. Relationships maybe with, uh, uh, with uh, platform uh, vendors, with uh, other uh, business partners, or the willingness to work uh, together with, uh, with you on, on new AI ventures. So, uh, what, what exactly are the people skills needed 
uh, funding we cannot really talk about much because obviously you need funding and what sort of relationships and partnerships would really help in making these things happen I mean, the most important thing in my eyes is that you start. I mean, you got to get going on your journey, right? Because none of this you, you can build up or you can benefit if you don't do anything. You can't just talk about it and think about it. And I see because this is a new area, right? Um, so people are uncertain, so they tend to wait and not do anything. And this, I think, put, puts you in a negative, in a, in a, not in a positive, uh, competitive um uh, space. So I think you should you have to get started. So that's the first thing, right? Then you think about okay. So what people do you need? Do you really need? And I think it depends a lot um, on you know your approach. So if you're going the sh the short term approach, right, which is all based upon data streams you already have at hand or close by your business, right. So you need to be able to manage those data streams. So I think you should not hire developers that work on neural networks or that develop new training methods or etc. But you really should focus on being able to work with that data. Mm -hmm. right? So classical data scientists or people that have experience in uh, AI projects working with the data are very valuable in this case because they can leverage the platforms out there Right, um, and they don't need to reinvent or rewrite them, but they need to be able to manage your data stream, to optimize it, you know, to channel it in the right way, and you know, to train the AI and then to put it into action. Right, so I think that's the biggest competence that companies should build up, and some have been doing it, you know, through big data, um, but a lot of people haven't really gotten on the journey to manage their data well. So I think this is where you should look and you should hire the skills. And fortunately, I find more and more universities are actually creating good data people. It's becoming mm -hmm. more common in the, you know, it's not as difficult as programmers that work on neural networks or that are really okay. artificial intelligence research gurus. You know, there's very few of them. They're very expensive and hard to get. But I think you also don't benefit as much from them in the short uh, term. So these are the skills that you need. Also, there's great training courses available. If you look at, you know, Coursera or other platforms, um, and you know a lot of very talented um, AI people are really investing in building those kind of capabilities. Like um, Andrew and G, um, he's you know focusing on just you know helping other people to mm -hmm. leverage AI. And those courses are often free. You know they're like six weeks courses. So I think once you get started, you know give your team some time, recruit one or two experts, and build up the rest of the team. You know through those courses to get uh, going on. That. In a way, it's very similar to you know when the internet. Yep. became very popular, yep. you needed people who understood what internet is yep. and how to deal with it and how to leverage it. Yep. So you, sure, I mean, you need people uh, with uh, newer skills, but as you say that initially you can focus on people who understand the data yep. and know how to uh, use, convert that data and and drive decisions based yeah. on them right? right so so i think in terms of you know you mentioned the funds of course you know we cannot predict the funds it's it's very hard to say but i think you can take an agile approach to artificial intelligence meaning saying you define a mm. challenge for your team right um you give the team some time to experiment on it to define an experiment you run the experiments you test the results and with that learning you iterate 
right? And that is a process which can be calculated, right? So mainly you have people cost here, right? Because you don't, you're not producing high volumes of data yet in this experimentation phase. So you can give your, your um, team some time, three months, four months, six months, and you can definitely define the cost for that, right? And the cost is usually foreseeable for the benefits that you might have. I think, you know, you have to invest a bit to get going on, on this. And I think, sure. you know, the, the cost of the team is your first good indication for funding. Right. And then, of course, I can imagine that if you have a good relationship with certain partners, certain business partners or certain vendors who are maybe supplying the data or converting the data into decisions, uh, you can benefit. So what, what do you think, what would you say is needed uh, in terms of relationships and partnerships for such a project? Yeah, so I think um, it's, if, if, let's start on the technology side um, and then move forward to the business side. So I think on the technology side, you just need to be able to source uh, the latest tools out there. Right, so and, and the tools come from the big players. So they, you know, they come from companies like Amazon, like IBM, like you know Google, and others. And I think you need to be able to interact with them, right? To see what they have. Often it's very well published, and you just need very little support of that. But you need to be able to interact with those players to access the latest um, AI technologies. The second partnership you need to make is often a data partnership. So assuming that you don't have the, all the data in house, right? So you might need some satellite imagery, some training data, you know, for speech or for, you know, for other areas um, of data where you want to leverage AI. And then, you know, you need to be able to source those data, right? And there are also specialists um, who uh, focus on training data, right? So uh, we have a podcast on the human in the loop. Right, so people that have the ability to actually train data right, and to label data and to train the AI, I think those kind of partnerships um, are needed and I think it's not very difficult because the whole industry is, is evolving around that. People are eager to grow, um, are learning very fast, so I think you, know, you just need to uh, be able to tap into those um, areas to actually right. um, to yeah. move forward and to build your solution. And I think it's not difficult. Um, actually, as in any new industry, it's, you know, there's, mm -hmm. of course, there's a lot of noise, right? But also a lot of interest uh, to work with each other. So I think this is very doable task and makes a lot of sense to engage in that. I mean, you said, you know, you've got to start, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So the question also that comes up, what is a good time to start? What is yeah. like the optimum time to start? Because you know, people are at times concerned that am I going to be starting something ambitious mm -hmm. too early? Right. Uh, because we all know that you know, if you start something too early, either the technology is yeah. not ripe enough, or you know, it's not possible to get the right people because uh, they're not enough skilled people, etc. So uh, you know, what's your view? I mean, you you already mentioned that you know you got to start. Yep. So how do you uh, decide? You know, yep. should I start today? Yep. Should I start in six months, a year from now? Yeah. Or what's so, what's the way to look at it? So let me be very frank. I think you should start today. Okay. After you get off this podcast, I think you should really start to dig into it. So I have no doubt, and I, I really believe you should you, you must start now. However, the trick is to start with the right thing, right? So mm. I think it's more about um, identifying the right area and the right opportunity, because in the space of AI, you can easily get lost. It's so big, right? So I think what you should do is you should take a short period of time, 
right, to think about what is a question where I could provide big value for my organization, right? And mm -hmm. you need to take that time and, you know, we have done some work on that and do recommend to take like a five-day period, um, let's say, do a Google Venture Sprint on the topic of AI, something that which we also support. Um, and I think that gives you a team time to come together to understand the basics of AI, to work through your organizational data, to identify some opportunities, to see if they're really feasible in AI, to do a first test on it, right? And then to come up with a proposal for a project, right? And I think taking those five days, you know, to get it right is more important because if you don't do it, then you might get lost in all the plans and strategies and opportunities you have, right? So I think it makes sense to focus on it and then have an run an mm -hmm. experiment, put together a team and run an experiment um, to actually validate that this will help your organization, right? And and allow it to fail, right? So if, if you know if you give it three months time and you know it says you know, that your data is not there, you don't have enough data, that's also fine. But you will learn so much as an organization and you'll be in the game. Right? And you'll be on the fast track once you start doing things and get off the sidelines. That's why I think you must start now. Yeah, I like that. You know, basically the, the right time to start is now. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing is you start with the right project. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think uh, besides uh, the right project, which uh, is likely to give you uh, the biggest benefits, uh, I think it's possible today to leverage so much of the work which is done by others uh, you know, so many of the algorithms have been developed, so many AI uh, structures for like image recognition and speech recognition, etc., are already readily available. So just by leveraging some of the, call it modules of AI, which are uh, on the market, let's say, uh, and there is a lot of open source stuff also, it's possible to put together a solution that uh, starts delivering benefits uh, really soon. Yeah, and we've put in some work to help everyone on how to get started. So we've created the um, AI in new canvas, which focuses around once you identify that opportunity, what do you need to do? How do you need to structure your work? Um, and we'll introduce that to you into the next pod uh, in the next podcast. Okay, so before we finish this, I think one other question which also comes up, I have seen, you know, in a number of our presentations is, you know, people are always looking for, business people are always looking for successful implementations mm -hmm. with a clear ROI uh, in their industry. Yep. That means if I, I'm in the finance industry, I want to know, you know, who has done it mm -hmm. in the finance industry. If I'm in the healthcare, who's done it in healthcare and what are the ROIs and uh, so what are the unique advantages over mm -hmm. my competitors? Right. So that's also another question which comes up. Yeah. And I think we should probably do a podcast down the road in the future to right. give some of those examples. You know, how do you assess yes. that? Um, yeah, but I think, I think case studies what, are out there. what we can say at the moment yep. is uh, in pretty much all industries, yep. there are enough examples out there of people having done uh, wonderful stuff and generating good ROI. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I would in fact go even further and say that uh, there are certain horizontal segments mm -hmm. uh, like you know hiring people, uh, etc., or doing inventory, etc., which which are which applies to literally every industry mm -hmm. and uh, and you know these are pretty good places to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Hope you enjoyed today's podcast on some popular questions we get uh, from the business audience in doing presentations. Um, thank you for spending your time with us. Um, we'll be back next week and um, hopefully you're motivated to start your project now. Go at it. All the best. And we'll give you more tips on how to be successful in the future. Thank you and goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.